Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Bois, King of the Hill podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. 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 We are season three, episode 20, Dogdale Afternoon. Dogdale Afternoon. Yeah, this one's a, uh, this one's kind of crazy. This it is nuts. It's a nuts. Uh, it makes references to uh, a couple of really serious things. Uh, yeah, for sure. So this, uh, the title in general is uh, is a reference to the film and and the and the book before that, Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon was 1975. Uh, it starred Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Sidney Lumet. Okay. Uh, three amateur bank robbers plan to hold up a bank. A nice simple robbery. They walk in, take the money, and run. Unfortunately, the supposedly uncomplicated heist suddenly becomes a bizarre nightmare as everything could go wrong does. Oh wow! It's a it's a hostage thing. It's a you know between the cops and him. And is I actually this, have a little bit of information. Uh, this, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Mason. Is this not the movie where he shouts Attica, Attica? That thing? yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah that's in the that courtroom. Movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not in the courtroom. It's in the uh, it's in the middle of the street. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, me and Mason, before we started recording, were uh, discussing. So, there was an episode titled, what was the uh, title, the John Vitti title? John Vitti, The Return to yeah. La Grunta. Yeah. Okay, so. That this, was the one we were questioning why it was titled Yeah, that. so go ahead and tell us real quick, Mason. I have an idea on why it was called that, because that was, his, apparently this was his, uh, I don't know if it was his first time working on the show, it was his first episode where he's at, that he'd written for the show. Oh, well, guess what? for a bunch of stuff beforehand, The Simpsons. If that stuff. was the first one. I think this one is the second. second. Yeah. So this would be the second. I think they just John thought Vitti. it was funny to title it that because maybe the guy didn't want credit or something like. That. I think it was just like, ha, ah, look, we're just gonna call it that. Or he was so narcissistic that he wrote <laughs> a show and then put the title as John Vitti presents. <laughs> I doubt that very King of the Hill. <laughs> no, I think I like Mike's idea more. Who wants to be known as the guy who wrote the episode where <laughs> a man gets molested by a dolphin? It's true. That's true. Uh, okay, so we start this one, uh, uh, no bell, no yell. Um, we uh, start right into the credits, so there's no no uh, preview scene or, or cold open. Uh, we start with Hank in the garage. He's sorting screws. 
And then uh, you can hear Dale kind of futzing over next door, yelling at his mower, apparently. Uh, but Hank is sorting screws. He's just doing stuff at his workbench. And then he, he puts on his goggles to hang up a drill and then takes off his goggles. Yeah, as soon as he hangs it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's how careful he is. He opens an Alamo beer, and then you hear Dale over the fence saying, Come on, baby, turn over. You can do it. Turn over, baby. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, Jesus. Uh, And then finally, over the fence, he goes, "Ah, Hank, my mower won't start. Mind if I borrow yours? Hank says, well, almost turned over, didn't she? Uh, And he goes, yeah, she was teasing me. He goes, you didn't try to start it, Dale. There were no engine noises. Which well, that's what I'm surprised. <laughs> good ears, that, Hank. That Hank's mower would be in a state of disrepair. No, 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 no. It's it's Dale's mower. Oh, Dale's yeah. mower. Yeah, Dale's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. trying My to bad. start yeah, it. Dale's mower. And is, we find yeah, okay, out. And we find out later that the mower's not even there. Uh, he goes. He goes. Uh, you didn't try to start it, Dale. There were no engine noises. He goes. <laughs> uh, I'll try to start it. Can I borrow some gas? He goes. Don't waste my gas. We both know it's not going to start. He goes, then why must you torture me like this? Talking to Hank. (laughs) He goes, now that's where I want to take, that's where I want the tank when it it comes back. He's literally measuring the tank full of gas, marking a line on a stick so that he can measure it when he brings it back to him to make sure it's as full as it needs to be. Like he's a freaking U-Haul rental place or something. Well, he is. He's Hank Hill. Uh, He measures it, and then he goes, uh, with gas, not water this time. Uh, And Dale says, that was Aquahol. So I, I'm assuming that's an invention of Dale's, where it's part water, part uh, gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not, <laughs> even, not even gas. It's probably water it's and probably Alamo. Just water, water and Alamo. And Alamo yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then as he takes the friggin' mower out, which I, if I was if I was Hank at this point, I'd say, screw you. You can't borrow my mower. Nah, just no, gonna you can't borrow the mower. <laughs> but he runs over a damn inflated soccer ball on the way out. I mean, just he just no doesn't concern. care. Yeah, no concern for the property. Doesn't care. Either. So now we're at Jack's Barbershop, where Hank is in the chair getting a uh, getting a haircut, which I'm assuming is either a weekly or biweekly event for him. And he's telling a story to the to the whole barbershop. He goes, "So I tapped him on the shoulder and said with a straight face, maybe you want to put a little lacquer in that varnish.'" All the other guys laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, uh, "Long story short, he put some lacquer in it." Uh, then you hear uh, uh, a lawnmower engine, and he goes, wait a minute, I know that engine. And across the street, we see Dale going through a drive through fast food drive through on Hank's mower. I'm pretty sure it's Whataburger. Yeah, it probably is Whataburger. Uh, and he, uh, Hank gets up, he's, damn it, Dale, and he gets up with the... Uh, damn it, Dale. And, and maybe you guys can help me with this. I, I should have asked Brittany, who uh, cuts hair here in the building, Uh I, and this is this is from a lack of sleep that I can't think of this word. I said he gets up with the hair tarp on. <laughs> a hair tarp? A do-rag? Isn't that what a hair tarp no, is? No, man. He's wearing the thing that you put on whenever you get a haircut. What do you call that? Oh. Uh, Why are you looking at me? Does it have, have a name? Poncho? I don't poncho. know. What's it called? Poncho. An apron? I mean, hair tarp? I would call it an apron. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking about I the could. thing that they put on you when you get your hair cut, so you don't get hair all over you? I was up very I late was with, a, with a grandbaby, and uh, my brain not worked so well. So a, hair, a hair rag. <laughs> I said hair tarp. A hair tarp. There you so go, So he looks in the mirror, and, and Jack says to him, Hank, I'm only halfway done. You can't go out there looking like that. And he looks in the mirror and goes, oh, like, <laughs> it's just so terrible. <laughs> and it he just, looks the same. It looks exactly says. the same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't go out there looking like that. 
So now we're back at the Hill House, which I love the fact that it's called the Hill House. Uh, and Hank is just hammering nails into a piece of wood. <laughs> and he keeps checking his watch because he's waiting for that damn mower to come back. Dale uh, comes up and goes, hey, I'm going to borrow your drill. He says, well, where's my mower? He goes, oh, so you want to know where your mower is? Hank says, yes. He goes, oh, ran out of gas past the gas station. I'll help you pick it up tomorrow. Just does not give a shit. No, nah, he didn't care at all. <clears throat> Hank says, you're not touching my mower ever again. You left it out in the street where any weirdo could, could just rub, rub up, up against, against it. it. Yeah, that's uh, Dale says, Hank, what would weirdos be doing near the gas station? What would weirdos be doing near the gas station? That's exactly where they would be. Hank has that damn I've nail. i more weirdos at a gas station than oh, they have anywhere else on earth. No kidding. He's got that uh, nail board in his hand kind of swinging it around. You're uh, not on Reddit enough. That's true. Uh, that is, <laughs> that's the internet's gas station. Yeah, there Reddit. you go. Uh, and so, uh, and then f- what's 4chan then? The internet sewer? Uh, like the sewer behind no, the gas 4chan station? 4chan is the internet's underpass. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Underneath the bridge. That's where Josh hangs out. $4 Josh. Yeah, that's right here. Hanskies. So the next thing we see is Hank and Bobby pulling up to the, uh, the filling station. And Hank's like, oh my God, what does it say? Uh, it says nothing. Uh, but, the mower is there parked at the gas station. Bobby is very confused as to what's going on, but it says, wash me. Somebody's put wash me on the mower. And then, and then Hank's like, oh, oh, oh don't look. God. Can oh. you even imagine? Yeah. yeah. Don't even look. So they bring it, bring it back. And, uh, Dale says, you know, I didn't finish mowing my yard. Uh, and Bill says, don't even ask if you can borrow my mower, Dale. Uh, as as Hank pulls it up, because we're in the alley now with three out of the four. Hank is pulling his mower back in. And Dale says, like I'd even borrow that piece of junk. Boomhauer, can I borrow your mower? You know, I tell you what, man, loan you my Monopoly. Say you came back, dang old top-ass gone boardwalk, got mustard stained, park place too. Man, dang old mom came over, had played Stratego, man. <laughs> just love that he brought up Stratego. Uh, and Dale says, Bill, can I borrow your mower? He goes, okay. Just after he just told him, you can't yeah, ever yeah, yeah. borrow. You're okay. He goes, like I'd borrow that piece of junk. It's just so mean. Uh, now, next thing we see is Dale uh, looking at his yard. It's nighttime, and you can see there's one little patch that's been mowed with the damn mower, and that's it. Uh, there's some old people walking down the street, and uh, he looks up at him and goes, what are you looking at? The old lady goes, your fly is down. He goes, it's my yard. It's my yard. <laughs> I can have my fly down in my yard. We're back in the alley with Hank, Bill, and Boomhauer. Uh, and we'd get a yep, yep, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bill says, Dale probably doesn't want to show his face, his lawn being so shaggy and all. He's feeling like less than a man uh, castrated, you know. I've been there. Wait, what, Bill? You've been castrated? Bill. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Hank says, well, I don't feel sorry for Dale. Dale abused our trust. Uh, Bill says, oh my God, did, can it be? Is that, no, Dale on a new mower? Here comes Dale riding down the street on a, on a brand, brand new, new mower. shiny ass mower. And it's all, it's like He's reminiscent of a John Deere. It yeah. looks like a big old John Deere. But it's, it's called an Allegro. A Mason Allegro. Yeah, it's a Mason. Uh, he says, say hello to the Allegro X9J codenamed Redeemer at the Mason Mower Skunk Works inside Mount Hood. That, Mount Hood. that sounds very conspiracy theory to me, uh, inside the Skunk Works at Mount Hood. 
Uh, he says 73 decibels of twin barrel four stroke war cry, all at a price I can't really afford. And then he laughs. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He laughs about it. Hank says, She's a beauty, Dale. Did you get a good trade in on your old one? That thing, I pushed it into a lake three months ago. So even when he was telling <laughs> Hank he was trying to start the damn thing, thing didn't, wasn't even there. So, yeah, he wouldn't even worry about it. Bill says, You look so manly sitting up there. Can I take her for a spin? Dale says, I'm pretty sure that you'd violate the warranty, Bill. Oh, come on, Dale. You used Hank's mower and everything. And then uh, he immediately runs over their six-pack, and it goes everywhere. Uh, Now, we are uh, watching Dale spray uh, engine sealant into his his mower engine. Yeah. He goes, that is a watertight seal. I can mow my lawn in a hurricane. Can you mow your lawn in a hurricane, Bill? I don't know. I don't know. You can't mow your lawn in a hurricane. Can you, Boomhauer? Tell you what, man. Pop the the tracks are going on. A little chokehold choke man started. Man started. Bullcorn. Bullcorn. Oh, almost forgot. Hank, can you mow your lawn in a hurricane? Nope, didn't think so. Ha! And he's saying all this as his garage door is going down and he's shutting all three of them out. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Dale at his finest being an ass. Oh, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Uh, now we see... It, okay, this is this is really weird to me, and I, I I guess it's not because we know that Dale sets this kind of stuff up. But the next scene we see is his brand new mower sitting outside of his house with a with a uh, uh, a sign, a hand painted sign on it that says "Honor System, Do Not Touch." Yeah, and then we follow that sign or the the string that's attached to the mower down to Dale's basement, where we find that it has a rifle. Uh, <laughs> pointed a pellet rifle, uh, a rifle well right? we don't we don't well, know, we don't that, know, that, at yeah. don't know yeah. that at first uh we see a rifle on a stand and the string goes all the way down to the trigger on the rifle yeah and so a, he's just waiting for anybody to touch his mower yeah, he's got a, like a, a little redneck security yeah. system set up and he's gonna shoot him which is nuts uh he well, says i don't know you know in, in texas <laughs> but uh, it's outside he had it in the garage yeah you're right i mean <laughs> he could have put it up he doesn't have to have it sitting in the hey, front yard by the window you can get to for someone to get shot that's i just true. think it's a weird that's place true. to keep your mower like right underneath your bedroom window right under your bedroom window with a sign that says honor system do not touch well more accurately your wife's bedroom that's window. true they sleep that's in separate true. beds at this point still so whether they sleep in separate whether he sleeps or not that's the question <laughs> i think he sleeps in the chair in the basement I think like he, does he just too. is doing his weird stuff and then she comes down and throws a blanket on him and just leaves him there so she could bang John Redcorn all night. <laughs> so speaking of John Redcorn, yes, exactly. Yeah. While we're watching uh, this rifle and everything, we see that uh, or we hear that Dale is on the phone with a, a some sort of uh, mail order catalog, and he goes, "How do I know it's Jack Ruby's hat? Well, if I'm gonna spend money on it, I got to know it's Jack Ruby's hat. All right. What colors does it come in? Okay, Dale. That <laughs> I had a little just tidbit violated on Jack Ruby everything you said. Yeah. So the Jack Ruby tidbit that I have. So uh, since we're talking about conspiracy theories and we have a conspiracy theorist uh, character that we're kind of discussing at the moment. Yeah. Real quick. uh, I just want to take a quick guess. (laughs) Go ahead. I'll let you do that. Uh, Quick guess as to who Jack Ruby is. He's a guy who shot somebody, right? I'm you guessing. got it. Yeah, you're right. He shot uh, he Mason shot for, the, for the three-pointer. No, he didn't shoot Reagan. Nixon? Uh, no, he didn't shoot any president. Nixon. Uh, so what happened was is... Nixon! Uh, Obama. No, no, no. <laughs> In the uh, foot. Kennedy got shot by Harvey Oswald, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. In the library with In a the pipe. library with a pipe. Okay, so he gets <laughs> shot by Lee Harvey Oswald in the book depository with a Mosin, I think is yeah. what he had, a 30-06. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, he oh, kills he he kills Kennedy. Oh, was he Jack goes. The guy who killed Oswald? He's the guy who yeah. ends up shooting Oswald. Okay, he well, was he was also gets, a patsy. Yeah, it gets cons- it gets conspiracy. This is where the conspiracy theory sets in. Okay, so Jack Ruby, whenever he was being evaluated uh, for a psych eval yeah. uh, by a psychologist uh, at the jail, the, the 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 psychologist declared him clinically insane. Sure. Well, everybody thought it was so weird because his family had visited him a bunch before this. Uh, he was also in the Teamsters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was a Teamster. He was yeah. a part of like the mm-hmm. mob a little bit. Yeah, he, yeah, he this was is attached about to the, the mob. same time as uh, uh, the one that went missing, Jimmy Wh- Hoffa. Which, uh, which mob and Kennedy? You can go back and look at yeah, some of their ties sure, to the mob sure. too. But Jack well, Ruby, also Marilyn Monroe and the mob. Marilyn Monroe yeah. too. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of a mob affiliation with the 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 uh, the Kennedys and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But Jack Ruby, uh, so Happy he's declared birthday. clinically insane. The big thing about this is him being clinically insane. The psychiatrist that was in the room with him was a CIA agent who was attached to the MK ultra program. The MK ultra program was a, uh, that's where everybody starts is the MK ultra program. And then you can start fanning out and you you get to the Jack Ruby stuff. You get JFK aliens, you get everything. Wasn't MK ultra where they started, where they brought over the Nazis or was that? No, 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 let me finish. So MK ultra was a CIA program where, they wanted to figure out how to do mind control and how to make like sleeper mm, yeah. operatives and stuff like that. Yeah. So they dosed college kids with LSD, heavy mm. doses of LSD, like yeah. a non like a something you wouldn't use recreationally, like way high dosages of them. And uh, so whenever they were doing that, so Jack Ruby went insane. He was talking about all kinds of crazy stuff and all that up until the point uh, uh, where he died, you know, died of cancer. Mm-hmm. So the cancer or whatever they say, too, they say that they they pretty much killed him and that he didn't die of cancer. That was just the cause of death that they gave just as a justification for his death. But uh, so, yeah, Jack Ruby was supposedly a, uh, a government whatever, and then they shot him up with a bunch of LSD so he wouldn't be able to tell on him, you know what I mean? So he wouldn't be able to reveal what was going on, that kind of thing. So they they kind of warped his mind, and then he goes on and dies. So he wasn't ever able to tell in court. He wasn't able to tell his story in court So because he was declared clinically insane before the whole court process of why he shot Lee Harvey Oswald ever, ever began. So they say that Lee Harvey Oswald was the patsy to kill Kennedy, and then Jack Ruby was the patsy to shut the guy up that killed Kennedy, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a whole spider web. And you they know, say Kennedy's son is still alive. You know, talking about LSD, I, I want to tell you about something I ran across yesterday. Yeah. Um, I thought ketamine was an illegal substance. No, it's actually a legal substance, and they use it as a therapy, too. So I didn't a, realize that in 1999 it was classified as a, uh, a type 3, um, a Schedule 3 non-narcotic. So it's currently being used for medical stuff. But anyway, I ran across this thing where they... they give you these small doses of ketamine to treat depression and any all these too. other things. It's yeah. not just ketamine they're doing it with. They're doing right. it with uh, psilocybin, just, mushrooms, right. and everything. I just thought it was weird, though, that like I came across it on yeah. like freaking Instagram or something. Yeah. It was like, hey, you want to try There's some ketamine? There's an advertising. <laughs> yeah, you're talking it. about the sponsored yeah. ad, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sponsored ad that comes down my feed on Facebook. I've seen it on there, and it talks about uh, a, a ketamine program. For, for therapy, you know, therapeutic reasons. Well, that's the thing is, is right now they're, they're doing a lot of, uh, it's, it's the reason why some states are now uh, 
legalizing mushrooms and stuff sure. like that yeah. is because they're starting to use Colorado. them. For, yeah, Colorado. They're starting to use them for therapies and stuff for people who are depressed. Not only that, they're using it for therapy for to help people who are alcoholics yeah. and all yeah. kinds of yeah, stuff because they say stuff, yeah. that it gets to the root of the problem. You know what I mean? Well, it's it gets, supposed it to start to the regrowing brain cells and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah it's crazy. Uh, maybe it does. Uh well, just for a fun fact, uh, Mount Sinai, and anybody can mm-hmm. you, you could you could correct me on this if I'm wrong. Mount Sinai has some of the highest uh, in, uh, highest uh, what is it uh, collection of psychedelic like plants really that's around Mount Sinai. That makes so, total so sense. So they say that you know yeah. the burning bush, the tablets, and all, all that just stuff. Seen. They yeah, say that that the people that whatever, wrote yeah. that were probably just yeah. tripping balls on some DMT that they had. Wow eight out of these plants or whatever it was. So as we see the gun uh, and we hear him talking about it on the catalog, uh, we hear the gun pop and he's like, ha gotcha. Well, hold on. There's a funny joke before that. He goes, I got to know it's Jack Ruby's hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he goes, all right. What colors does it come in? Right. So like it's multiple. Yeah, 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 he's just yeah. buying a, yeah. So the gun pops, he's, he's thrilled. Uh, he looks outside and we see John Redcorn crawling over the mower into Nancy's window, which should be 100% uh, Redcorn is screwing my wife. But instead, he goes, next time it might not be a BB. Uh, I know what you're here for. Redcorn goes, Dale, this isn't how I wanted you to find out. He goes, quit screwing around with my mower. You got to be, be kidding. kidding. He goes, I don't care about my <laughs> mower. Now get inside and start massaging my wife. Wait, I want to say this <laughs> last funny. part. I want to say this last part. Yeah. This is Redcorn talking to Nancy after Dale tells him to get in there and start massaging her. He's taking a lot of the fun out of this. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, Deadpan. Is. Redcorn good is getting off on the affair. By the way, did I tell you guys I am wearing my uh, my little Sebastian shirt today yeah, from, from Parks and Rec. Again, uh, Mason, I told you how wonderful my wife is. She has just recently been introduced to community, I mean to Parks and Rec by me and one of our kids. We were watching it, and the little Sebastian concert came on. And so we were singing along to it. And so she went online immediately and ordered me a T-shirt, oh, which is funny. just as fantastic. That's sweet. Yeah. But. So she's blowing all your money. Is she No, she's blowing. Well, yeah. Uh, no, it's fantastic. She's, she's the best. Uh, if she ever listens to this, she will not. Uh, I want to make sure that people know she's the best. Um, but Only I, because she's listening to it does he want you to know that. The little Sebastian thing brings up, they bring in the uh, Wamapoke Indians to kind of bless the place before the the big uh uh fall fest that they're having goes on yeah and the guy who comes in is the voice of john redcorn same guy oh okay yeah he's the yeah. he's the main uh Wamapoke indian there and he does this blessing ceremony where he just speaks in gibberish and gets all the I white think people his to just name buy is it. jonathan joss yeah the guy yeah. you're talking about right yeah it was it was great because when i heard when i saw him I was like, ooh, I wonder, you know, because some of these people cross over in this in this uh, stratosphere, you know, with Parks and Rec and King of the Hill and all that stuff, yeah. The Office and all that. A yeah. lot of these some people. only do voice, some do voice yeah. and live action. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, also producers, writers, all of that stuff. You know, they're all in the same area. And uh, yeah, he's I the one him. I tried to get for the show, yeah. and uh, he said I charge a fee for podcast. Please email with brief description of show time frame and budget. Yeah, you need to you need to uh, send him back uh, a budget. That's what I'm going to do. Well, they gave me an email for his management. So I'm thinking about emailing his management and being like, hey, my budget is a handful of acorns. Dollar fitty. What can you do for me? Fitty men. Um, I tell you what, I'll go on the record and say I'll give 50 bucks. How about that? 
Okay. 50 bucks. I'll That's put 50 budget. bucks in. 50 so I'll bucks. tell them our budget is 100 bucks and see what happens. <laughs> Sounds great. They're we're probably saying, we'll give you five minutes of his time. We'll give you five. Hey, I'll take five minutes I'll for 100 bucks. Minutes. That'd be great. I just need him to say some John Redcorn quotes. And we'll I just need him to it. say, he's taking some of the fun out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now the next thing is uh, we're in Hank's backyard. Uh, we are uh, Hank's on the mower. Uh, Bill is standing next to him with a beer. He goes, "If Dale watered down that gas again," uh, and Bill has the he has the fuel line and he's, he's looking at it, it and he goes, "Hmm, nope, this is soda pop, Hank." And he sucks on the damn fuel line to yeah, find out. The soda out. And then he licks it one more time and goes, "Oh, that's just grease." What? Is- what is wrong with Bill? <laughs> uh, there's lots wrong with Bill. Does he have a, a mental deficiency of some sort? Uh, well, I think he would, in his defense, I think he would know that you're leaking, leaking like grease or oil if you like just, you would just know by tasting But this one's, I mean, yeah. he tasted it and then goes, that's just grease. He tasted it. I mean, oh, gross, Bill. Well, you know, uh, my dad being a mechanic most of my life, yeah. I've seen him in, I don't know how many times I've seen him, uh, like doing something with the fuel yeah, line. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas. Sure. It's like, yeah. bad gas. I get I'm it. Like, why are you eating yeah. gas? Yeah. yeah, stop eating gas. Uh, and so Dale drives up on his mower and goes, race you around the block. Hank says, you wrecked my mower with your damn soda. And, and then Bill comes Drinking back and goes, mm, mm, it's Mr. Mr. Pibb. <laughs> yeah. He knows, the thing that kills me, he knows Mr. Pibb from Dr. Pepper and yeah. he knows that this is Mr. Pibb. Oh, I do too. You know what Mr. Pibb is? They they label it as spicy cherry flavored soda. Spicy spicy Dr. P. Well, because that's what Dr. Pepper is supposed to be. It's like a spicy cherry flavor. I don't like Dr. Pepper. I'm sorry. You mean they used to label do. it the spicy uh, cherry cola? Yeah. 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 Now it's just extra if you can find it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, he... Oh, I like this part right here. He goes, here, it's so. Mr. Pibb. And Dale goes, I heard Bobby say he did it. Yeah. Said he had a score to settle with you. Something, Something about, about a woman. woman. Yeah. <laughs> Which Hank I don't know says, who they're beefing over. I Hank, guess it's Peggy. Hank Peggy says, be who they're beefing over? Hank says yeah. to uh, to Bill, I think something bad's about to happen to that mower. Uh, Bill, of course, not being clued in, says, uh, oh, I don't think so, Hank. It's a brand new mower. Oh, I get it. And he goes, Hank says, all right, I'll tell you. He goes, oh, thank you, Hank. <laughs> like he, yeah. he had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Next thing we see is Dale in the shower. Dear God. Uh, he has a Mason soap on a rope. Do you remember soap on a rope? You ever see a soap on a rope in the uh, wild? I've never seen a soap on the rope in the wild, <laughs> but the rumor for soap in the rope is yeah. the jail thing. Right. Where so you don't drop it. You don't drop don't the drop soap, soap, which isn't a real hangs thing. Hangs around your neck. Yeah. Which isn't a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. Uh, and then, uh, he also still has his Mason hat on in the shower, um, and, uh, he gets out and puts on his pants and has a Mason belt buckle. So he is, he is all in on this Mason that he can't afford. Uh, and he's singing cause once you ride a Mason, broom, broom, nothing else cuts it. Uh, he says, uh, he looks in the mirror, he's getting dressed, puts that belt on and goes, you going to talk or are you going to mow? It kind of harkens back to taxi That's driver funny. where it's, uh, talk, are you talking mow. to me? Yeah. Uh, talking he, to me. He goes outside realizes that the mower is not there. Everything is in kind of disrepair. He finds a note that says, we have your mower. And it very much looks like the note that says the answer is in the tapes, right? Yeah, also a, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of the bodyguard. Yeah. Whenever they, yeah. they were, uh, Rachel was her name, I guess, in that movie, but Whitney Houston was getting all the, 
the little weird letters. And then uh, he he can't believe that he can't find his mower. He he pulls out his keys and pushes the little unlock chirp, chirp thing. And then he's and like, nothing and he, happens, yeah. and, then and then he he's like, ah! And that is a commercial break. Hey guys, it's Mike from Bois. Uh, I wanted to remind you just real quick of our official, unofficial meeting place. That is Hotel Arlen. So head over to Twitter and look up at Hotel Arlen. Uh, they are not that kind of hotel anymore. Please leave a post, uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever they ask you to do on Twitter at this point. Uh, and if you wanted to, you could also include hashtag Hotel Arlen and hashtag B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H. Thanks. This is Rusty Shackelford for Dale's Dead Bugs. If you've got problems with silverfish, problems with cockroaches, or raccoons, call Dale's Dead Bug Service. Tell them Rusty Shackelford sent you. And we are back. Um, by the way, uh, we took a, a small restroom break during that, and I did not realize. You can always tell I've been working on King of the Hill when you see that I have marker stains all over my hands. Because, the ink spot. Yeah, because I, I take these highlighters and I highlight everybody's voice on the on the page, and as I'm holding them, I invariably just get it all over my hands yeah. uh, like a, Can't like avoid a third it. grader. Can't avoid it. Yeah, I do that, and then I eat a little paste, and I feel better about myself. So we come back from commercial break, and uh, Dale's mower is a missing. Uh, and Hank is kind of he's he's there covering. The, you, you know that Hank's taking the the mower because he's covering it with a tarp yep. in his garage. Um, here comes Dale. Hank, my mower's gone. Somebody stole my mower. Tell me you saw something. You're the neighborhood snoop. Hank says, "Well, I did find these laying around," and he shows him. Basically, what are hostage pictures of his mower, right? He's yeah, got... basically. Yeah. Um, they are looking at the pictures out in the alley now with all four of them. And we see four different pictures. We see uh, a mower with the paper and uh, like a newspaper, like a hostage photo. And he says, look at the date on that paper. That's tomorrow's newspaper. Who would have access to a paper from the future, you might ask? The paper boy. The paper boy. <laughs> Hank says, that's today's paper, Dale. He goes, the date on my watch has been set incorrectly. When did the paper boy have access to my watch? Ah, it's probably halfway to Mexico because the next one we see, well, we see a couple of photos. We see yeah, yeah, one yeah. with the mower on the railroad tracks like it's going to get hit by a train. Yeah. The next one we see is somebody's hairy ass on the mower. So that's that's a wonderful one. We find out that that's Bill's ass. Bill's And then ass. The, the fourth one, and my favorite, we see a dog that we've never seen before. A uh, big shaggy dog with a sombrero with little tassels all the way around it sitting yeah, I on the mower. that was kind of weird. That's not something we've seen yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, he says, ah, it's probably halfway to Mexico. That's a Mexican dog. That's a Mexican dog. <laughs> Bill, very stiffly because he's in on the joke, says, oh, do you think that dog did it? That dog is up to no good. <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. Hank says, hang in there, Dale. Uh, even if you never get to see your mower again, you still have the brochure. Dale says, thanks. You know, you guys are my best friends and goes home. All of them are kind of giggling. And uh, Bill says, you know, jokes always been on me all my life. Folks were always playing jokes on me. And no wonder. It's fun. And then he kind of chuckles a little bit and he goes, this isn't some kind of elaborate joke on me, is it? <laughs> He's still worried that people are getting him, which is which is a little sad. 
Next, we see uh, Dale down in his basement. He's looking at photos with a magnifying glass. He sees a photo of a footprint and all this stuff. He's trying to crack the case of who stole his mower. Nancy comes down, and she goes, I found this on our doorstep. She brings him, like, a box. He opens a box, and he goes, oh, it's my oil filter. Nancy says, sure, I'm not a licensed bounty hunter, but shouldn't they either ask for a ransom or stop sending you clues? He says, why would someone senselessly torture me unless they were my enemies? Boil up some Mountain Dew. It's going to be a long night. Boil, Boil up some, up Mountain, some Dew. Mountain Dew. So that's where the ever-famous Boil Some Mountain Dew comes in. He puts on his rubber did, gloves. Did, did I miss the joke where... Did I miss it? Which one? Uh, no, I don't think I missed it yet. All right. So no, she's going to boil up some Mountain Dew because it's going to be a long night. He puts on his big yellow rubber gloves and he gets busy. Oh, actually, I did miss it. I was the, the well, my favorite joke of this whole episode is when he's standing in his front yard and they uh, see the fly open. Yeah, have we already hit yeah, that the joke? old people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He already did that. It's my yard. That. So uh, next, we see uh, Bobby Hill pulling into the uh, garage with his bike. He sees the mower under the tarp. He takes a look at it. He goes inside and tells his mom, "Dad's a thief." Mom, yeah, can I check thief. his drawers for that Hot Wheels I lost? <laughs> yeah, I laughed. I busted out laughing on that one. That was another funny joke. Peggy, uh, as Hank walks into the room, says, uh, Hank, Bobby tells me we have a new vehicle in the garage. Maybe you'd like to explain to your son why you stole your best friend's mower. He's he's a little caught off guard, and he goes, yeah. oh, uh, well, you see, Bobby, uh, this isn't stealing. We were going to give it back after we made Mr. Gribble. Uh, sometimes things that are jokes seem a little mean, but they're actually uh, funny. And Bobby says, oh, I see. Kind of like when they fed the fourth grade gerbil to the fifth grade snake. <laughs> he said, no, 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 Bobby. This is no, fun. No, no, no. Uh-huh. It's not mean or dishonest. But don't tell Joseph, okay? Yeah. Peggy goes over to the sliding glass door. She opens it up because they're in the living room. She goes, Bobby, honey, go play outside. Your father and I have something to discuss. Bobby runs out. As soon as she shuts the glass door, she runs over and goes, all right, we can use Photoshop to make it look like Lee Harvey Oswald riding on his mower. <laughs> So Peggy, again, being an asshole. Here she is. The next thing we see is a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald, that famous picture where he's getting shot and he's all like He's all like seized up. up. Yeah. But he's sitting on Dale's. Yeah, Yeah. but he's sitting on Dale's mower. (laughs) And Hank says, uh, uh, you've been sleeping, Dale? You got that kind of county fair smell which i know exactly what he's talking about with the county fair smell smell like hay and sweat dale looks rough he's sweaty all over he's his hair's all messed up which he doesn't even have that much hair his his shirt is tucked in but not tucked in at the same time i mean he looks rough and he is he is freaking over this mower thing he goes check it out it's finally making sense oswald mower grassy knoll huh hank says that photo doesn't even look real dale he goes well i'd like to live in your fairy tale world hank but the fairy tale play for cuba committee is retrofitting my mower's engine to power fidel castro's one man escape Escape sub sub. his one man (laughs) escape sub he goes huh he's a nutcase dale why don't you uh why don't you relax have a beer no beer gotta stay sharp and then he just kind of wanders off bill kind of chuckling to himself he's going crazy Boomhauer says, yeah, man, tell you, man, that dang old Margot Kidder, man, wandering around dang old cardboard box. Wheat, wheat. All right, let's talk about Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder, she was the actress who played Lois Lane in the 30s or the nope. no the 70s right yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. and 80s yep it was the 70s and 80s uh, superman christopher reeves, christopher reeves. Uh-huh. well wasn't his dad the original superman in the 40s cuz there was two there was christopher I don't christopher, know about that I don't think so but I think I do think so. Hold she on. is the one that played Lois Lane. Yeah, she played he, Lois Lane. That yeah, he yeah. spun the world backwards for to change time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spun, well, the, spun the whole world backwards. By forward. the way, just while we're talking about the Superman movie from, I believe, 1978, maybe as late as 80, um, my parents took me out of fifth grade to go see the Superman movie at the 25th Street Theater. Oh, okay. Um, it was a one-theater one theater, or a one-screen theater, a beautiful little theater we had downtown here. Um, I was... They... <laughs> I was in class and they came to the door and my teacher came over and said, uh, Mike, you've got to go. And I, I literally thought somebody had died or something. I thought something terrible had happened. I got out to the car and my dad goes, Hey, you want to go see Superman? I was like, Fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I'd rather be watching Superman than be yeah. at school. Oh yeah. I think uh I don't think I had any experience like that moment. My uh my stepmom did stay up uh with me to go see Avengers at midnight. Oh that's cool. Yeah, that's excellent. That was fun. Oh, okay, so I was kinda correct. So the TV show The Adventures of Superman <laughs> from nineteen thirty eight, the guy who played Superman was called George. Reeves. Oh, okay. Which is, I'm not sure if there's any relation, honestly. I don't think so, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Christopher Reeves was not a guy I would have picked for Superman, but he did a great job. And I remember those movies just being some of my favorites. Superman 2 is one of my favorites anyway, because he fights uh, the people in the glass floating around and Zord, Zock, Zip. What's You're going to make me angry if you don't actually know his name. Zorg Zip Zop. Zod. Zod. There we go. See, I was close. Zod. I was in the same neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so that's Mason's the common mis- shaking his So the common misconception is between the these two. Guy to make that joke. <laughs> so the reason why these two are most commonly... Uh, Zip. Commonly... Uh, the the two Supermans, George yeah. Reeves yeah. and Christopher yeah. Reeve, yeah. is because the S. So some yeah. people think they're those are the two most common so, though. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching the black and white Superman, you know, like in syndication or whatever yeah. when it would come on. Um, it was terrible, uh, but at the time it was fantastic. And terribly it, good. It, it actually came from the radio show that they originally did. So it used to be a radio show, and I believe George Reeves is the same guy who played Superman on the radio show. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think he did the radio sure. too. Yeah. So he tells him to relax. Uh, he says, I can't relax. I got to go get this thing done. Uh, still on the mower. Uh, and then they talk about Margot Kidder. And we started talking about Margot Kidder. She's the one that played Lois Lane. She went yep. kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, read, yeah. She hid in a bush for a day or something. No, it was, uh, I'll read the story. So it was like three days that she was in the in the bushes. Shaved her head? So let's, uh, not just, not, not, not shaved her head, like, Cut her hair, cut her with, hair right uh, with a razor blade. So and it says right here that uh, in 1996 she experienced a widely spread, uh, widely publicized manic episode in L.A. Uh, apparently she had been working on an autobiography when her laptop computer became infected with a virus and caused mm. it to crash, and she lost three years Whoa. worth of autobiography drafts. Wow. Uh, around that time, they said that uh, she had flown to California to have her computer examined by a data retrieval company. Uh-huh. Well, they said, we're sorry, but we can't do anything. So she disappeared for four days. She was later found by a homeowner in the backyard of a uh, Glendale residence, and then she was taken to... Uh, Olive View UCLA Medical Center, and she was all distressed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that she said that it was a rape attempt, but there was no signs of it. But she had her teeth had been knocked out, her fillings, her caps mm-hmm. or whatever had been knocked out, and they had put her in uh, some psychiatric care, but they were unable to diagnose or whatever was wrong with her. But uh, eventually she would kind of come out of it, and she would eventually uh, 
she was a lead role in an independent comedy drama. Never heard of this movie, but it's called Never Met Picasso, where that. she portrayed yeah. an actress living with her gay adult son who was attempting to sort his life out. What's that, about 86 uh, to 89, 90, somewhere in there? 97. 97, wow, 97, okay. All right, yeah. sorry, I was off by a decade. So, yeah, so she had this uh, manic episode where she just broke down and... Uh, like she died at 69. Cut her hair and... Yeah, uh, death ruled a suicide. Yeah, because it was <coughs> it was alcohol and drugs uh, overdose. But uh, yeah, she was just super depressed. The thing I'm uh, the thing I remember most about Margot Kidder is is in the Superman movie, where she in her head is talking to Superman as he flies her around in the city yeah. for the first time. Can you read my mind? Here's the article from 1996, April 25th. Three days after she was reported missing, the actress Margot Kidder was found dirty, frightened, and paranoid in bushes behind a suburban home. Mm. The 47-year-old Canadian actress has been known for playing Lois Lane in Superman movies and was in obvious mental distress. So, at the time of her discovery, she was wearing disheveled cast-off clothing and apparently cut off all her own hair mm -hmm. with a razor blade in an attempt to alter her appearance. They said she was covered in bruises and scratches, but the detective, uh, the police sergeant said that they were from, the, it was bruises and scratches from living in a bush. Yeah. Uh, she was taken to Olive View Medical Center for a 72-hour psychiatric evaluation. Uh, family members expressed relief that they had found her. Uh, investigators remained puzzled over her bizarre behavior, but ruled out drugs or alcohol as the cause. Yeah. So she wasn't on drugs or alcohol when they found her, and they were and no, she, she just had clean. a manic yeah. uh, flip. Uh, so it says here, Kidder, whose career had been in decline since her Superman days, had mm. battled against health problems after being seriously injured in 1990 during the filming of a TV series. Uh, her manager, John Blake, had said she had been scheduled to fly from L.A. to Arizona on Saturday to teach a class. But when she failed to show up at the airport, he filed a missing persons report. Uh, and then the police had got a call on Tuesday about a woman hiding behind a home on a fashionable street, whatever mm -hmm. that means, uh, dressed up really nice. Officers found Kidder there and described her as dirty, frightened, and paranoid. They thought she was homeless at first, and they said that it appeared that her two front teeth had been knocked out. Police denied it, saying her dental bridge was missing. Oh. So she was. Well, uh, that makes sense. She just had a. She just had a. Her cheese slid off of her cracker, which I couldn't imagine the the amount of stress that that would cause. Yeah. You have this laptop sure. with three years. Well, especially of work. if you're I'd, vulnerable I'd to that. Go nuts too, honestly. Yeah, especially if you're vulnerable to that kind of thing to begin with. Yeah, you, you know? already have issues and stuff going on. So she, just imagine three years of work. She gone. was in That's all crazy. four of the Christopher Reeve Supermans. Yeah, she was. Um, she was in there. Yeah. She was full Superman. On three i don't know if anybody remembers uh was terrible um but there is a mike judge connection uh superman three had richard Pryor in it and uh, he ran a scam where he would take like a, a little tiny bit of a penny out of each check and he was making himself rich over that so if you go to mike judge's office space that's the same thing they set up they even reference superman three in it uh, because they are doing, trying to do the same thing where they're taking out small increments of these checks as they're deposited so that they can all get rich, and then they all get super worried about it because yeah. they're like, we're going to get caught, we're going to get caught. So Superman 3, Margot Robbie, I mean Margot Robbie, Margot Kidder, uh, all kind of six degrees of separation thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Margot Robbie, uh, uh, God dang, I'm sorry, Margot Robbie. Uh, you do a fine job in the Suicide Squad. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> Margot Kidder, wandering around dang old curled up cardboard box, wheat, wheat. I'm not sure what the wheat, wheat is for. Uh, Hank says, yeah, but I think we ought to give the mower back. We're putting extra stress on a structure that wasn't up to code in the first place. That is the best way I've ever heard Dale described. Yeah. 
Uh, putting stress on a structure that wasn't up to code in the first place. Let's tell him it was us. Bill says, well, that's easy for you to say. It's not your naked butt in that picture. So that's when we find out it is that was Bill's, Bill's ass, hairy yeah. ass in there. He goes, well, you took the money. He goes, well, still. That's <laughs> a little rough. Yeah, it's really, really, really rough. <laughs> Next thing we see, uh, the basement again, but we're seeing the uh, the TV monitor that he's got placed outside the door. Yep. Uh, uh, Nancy comes up to it. It's me, Shug, and you see her over the camera. Uh, Dale says, uh, all right, let me buzz you in. And then literally just goes, eh, like with his mouth. There's no real buzzer. There's, There's no, no buzzing <laughs> noise. He just makes the noise, yeah. yeah. I don't condone cheating, but stuff like this. I get it, yeah. I get it. I, that's all I'm thinking. Like when she's down here talking to him in this manic state he's in, I'm like, why are you still there? I don't because understand. She, loves she really I loves guess. him. I just don't think it's uh, – awesome. I think she knows that if she's not there, that – not necessarily that it would destroy him if she left him, but that yeah. fact that if she left him, who would make sure that he didn't just die? Sure. Also, yo, where – this happens a lot in Dale Focus episode. Where the hell is Joseph? That's what I'm saying. That's what I said when yeah, they were at, 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 at the yeah. ponchos. Oh, wait, no, they were over there playing boxing. Never mind. He must be staying that was the last Bobby. One. Let's just assume he's at Bobby's house right now. When they all gathered in the last episode to watch the VHS, no Joseph. Yeah, well, no, I don't they know. Were. There was uh, no Joseph, yeah. Joseph's off masturbating in a closet somewhere. Sorry for that. Um, he, he goes, well, so is Joseph. and buzz, <laughs> buzzes her in. <laughs> yeah, that shame's followed him the rest of his life. Uh, she says, shouldn't you get some sleep? He says, sleep. I've never felt so alive. This is where all the preparation pays off. He's trying to do pull-ups. He can't do any of those. He's over there punching the punching bag. He goes, the binging, the purging, the constant inoculations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever that means, yeah. The phone rings. Uh, He picks it up, uh, not before he hits the tape recorder right next to it and starts recording every conversation. He goes, it's me. Uh, and all you hear over the phone are lawnmower sounds running, and you hear Bill giggling. You know it's Bill, yeah, but he, he doesn't put two and two together. He goes, they know I'm getting close, and hangs up the phone. Nancy comes back and says, Shug, you got to get up early to kill the termite larva at the college. You're not going to stay down here all night, are you? Time has no meaning for me. What is it, 1 a.m., 3 a.m.? It's 6 a.m. It's 6. He goes, a.m.? No. Oh, is dinner ready? Yeah, is dinner ready? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're back at the Hill House. Uh, we're outside of Peggy's office, quote unquote, um, and she comes out and goes, "All right, I was gonna have some Jane. I was gonna have Jane Fonda observing the autopsy. What do you think? Is that too much?" The boy at Kinko said it was too much, and she's showing a picture to Hank of the uh, new picture she's made in Photoshop, which I wouldn't have said that Peggy could use Photoshop, but um, she now has a picture of the mower being autopsied like in alien autopsy with several aliens standing around just looking at the mower. <laughs> yeah. So alien autopsy. If anybody doesn't remember this, this came on Fox. Uh, it is a 17-minute black and white film supposedly depicting a secret medical examination or, or autopsy of an alien in the United States military. It was released in 1995 by London-based entrepreneur Ray Santilli, uh, he presented it as authentic autopsy on the body of an alien recovered from the 1947 crash of flying disc near Roswell, New Mexico. The film footage was allegedly supplied to him by a retired military cameraman who wished to remain anonymous. In 2006, Santilli admitted the film was not authentic, but rather a staged reconstruction of footage he claimed to have viewed in 1992, but which had deteriorated and become unusable by the time he made this film. He claimed that a few frames of the original were embedded in the film, but he never specified which ones. 
the existence of an original film strip of the alleged autopsy has never been independently verified. Oh, okay. That is still one of those things that floats around, though, that people talk about. Uh, he did a fine job with that uh, hoax. Uh, but it, it ended up with like an hour-long, 17-minute footage, by oh, the wow. way. But it ended up with like an hour-long special on Fox Just for about 17 the footage. Minutes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They, they know how to stretch something yeah, they out. they milk it, Definitely. don't they? Oh, boy. You ain't kidding. So next thing, uh, we see Hank dropping off the mower with Nancy. Uh, it's got a big bow on it, and he's like, I want this all to be over. He goes, well, when he gets home, tell him it was a joke, and the mower was comfortably lubricated at all times, which <laughs> yeah. as you get older, you'll understand that joke. Uh, she says, okay, I don't know why you'd want to feel a fool Dale like that. I mean, it's not hard if you're somebody he trusts, but, hey, whatever turns you on, uh, that's what I always say. That is the the coldest thing I've ever heard Nancy say. Coldest reply ever. Because it's the coldest, yeah, she just acts so cold. She goes, right "It's here. not hard to fool him if he trusts you." Dear God, Nancy, that's yeah. rough. Violate the man's trust. We're back at the Hill House. Peggy's on the phone as Hank is coming through the uh, uh, coming into the house. She says, "You're going to have to speak clearer." All right, listen. Whatever it is you're eating, Bill, take it out. Out. out take it out. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's better. Get she it goes, out of here. Uh, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, Hank, it's Bill. And she hands it to Hank, and he goes, hey, he says Dale's gone crazy. And then she just walks out of the room like this yeah, is just something gone. that happens all the time. Yeah, she's done dealing with it. Now's when things get serious. <clears throat> Bill is on a payphone. He is outside of the junior college, and he's telling Hank, I was at the junior college playing some pinball with the boys. I don't know who the boys are. And Dale's, yeah, Dale's up in the tower. He's up there with a gun. I imagine he goes and hangs out with college kids at the, I'm the assuming, quad or something because yeah. he doesn't have anything better to do. And he's got uh, he's got a sandwich in it. He's got like a sub in his hand the whole time, and he's talking to Hank on the phone here. It's so serious, but he can't, he can't do anything can't about do it because he's got it. a sandwich in his yeah. hand. Uh, he says, he's up there with a gun. Hank goes, I'll be right there. Don't call the police unless Dale starts shooting. He goes, okay. I already called the police. <laughs> so <he started laughs> yeah. so uh, now we're outside of the tower. Uh, it's a tower in the, in the middle of campus here. It's at the junior college. And there's all these cops lining up, looking at Dale in the tower. I mean, it's start, shit's getting serious yeah, all of no, a sudden, it's getting right? Serious. It's getting serious quick and in a hurry. Now, this is a... Uh, uh, a homage, homage to uh, the University of Texas Tower shooting. This whole scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You got some information about that? Yeah, this was August first, nineteen sixty-six, at the University of Texas in Austin. Uh, perpetrator, twenty-five-year-old Marine veteran Charles Whitman, indiscriminately you know, uh, fired at uh, members of I'll, the public with both the main building tower and from the tower's observation deck. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and interrupt you real fast. So, yeah. uh, there's a trend. In these shooters, where you talk about Lee Harvey Oswald, yep, you talk about the 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 shooter here, they're Marines, yep, and it's and yep. if you've ever seen, well, it goes back to that MK Ultra thing that you're talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've ever seen, what's the Full Metal Jacket, yeah, they mentioned that in that this movie. This is my gun. There are many like it. Yeah, but this well, is no, mine. no, not at that. It's at the graduation no, scene. I yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, me. I like that quote too. So at the graduation scene, he's uh he's naming off all these, you know, prolific killers mm -hmm. and he, mm -hmm. he's like you know 
shot him shot 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 him from a school yeah. depository with yeah. an open sight rifle in yeah. a moving vehicle you know he kind of describes a couple of the shootings and he's like yeah. what do the, what do all those guys have in common and then that guy raised his hand and he's like they're marines uh-huh. yeah that's they're all marine shooters it's crazy it really is um when you start talking about mk ultra and stuff it really starts folding in on itself like yeah that and like the lee harvey oswald easily. thing goes even deeper because he was like a russian citizen uh-huh. for like years and yeah. stuff like that so yeah, yeah they thought he was a they thought he was a double agent and all that stuff yeah, yeah. there's a whole lot of crazy stuff so this guy uh charles whitman he shot and killed 15 people including an unborn child and injured 31 others before he was killed by two austin police department officers approximately 96 minutes after the first opening fire from the observation deck can you imagine what it's like for an hour and a half an hour and a half for a guy to be up there just sniping at people that's I mean, a long that time for somebody nuts, to be man. up there. What's well, hard to get him? To, I mean, it's hard to. Uh, that's a hard problem to fix. A guy yeah. in a tower. How do you yeah. shoot a guy in a tower? He yeah. has all the advantages. Well, it says prior to arriving to the University of Texas, Whitman had stabbed his mother and wife to death yep. in part to spare both women the embarrassment he believed the actions would cause them. Yep. Although Whitman's autopsy revealed a pecan-sized tumor in the white matter above his. Am- ag- how do you say that? Let me see. I have to see the word spelled out. Amy Gadalia. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Amygdala. Yeah, amygdala Sorry. Yeah, I'm stupid. Uh, amygdala, the tumor was not connected to any sensory nerves. Nonetheless, some experts believe this tumor may have contributed to the violent impulses which Whitman had been exhibiting for several years prior to the massacre. At the time, the University of Texas Tower shooting was the deadliest mass shooting by a lone gunman in U.S. history, being suppressed 18 years later by the San Ysidro McDonald's massacre, which I am not familiar What about the with. Luby? When there were the Lubies one in like yeah, Clean or was, Temple? But this was so many people. Like when you start adding this thing up, uh, he killed 15 and injured 31. So, I mean, you're talking about 46 people over an hour and a half. I mean, that's that's a pretty good clip that you're shooting at people. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was another one that was pretty bad. The Lubies one. Yeah. Uh, that was in 91. Well, that's in the one where they clean. ran the cars into it, right? Or whatever. No, uh, he ran his, well, yeah, he did. He ran his pickup truck through the front window, mm-hmm. but then he shot and killed 23 people and wounded 27 others, yeah. others. And then he had a shootout with the police and then he uh, shot himself. Uh, at the time, this was the deadliest mass shooting by a lone gunman in U.S. history wow. being surpassed by the Virginia Tech. So uh, It's an American phenomenon now. It really is. As we're seeing this uh, happen, uh, all the cops are down there below the tower, uh, and you hear one of the cops, "What? clear the area, go, 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 get some sharpshooters on the roof across the street now. And it's because they see a shadow of Dale smoking uh, up in the tower with what looks to be, uh, from what I'm seeing, a bug sprayer, but this guy assumes it's a gun. Dale is up there just, just spraying bugs. He's yeah, just killing he's, those larvae. He's killing bugs. He's not doing anything <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Killing those larvae. He's actually calmed down a little bit, it yeah, looks like. he really has. Uh, Hank says, uh, where is he? he? He, he arrives in his little red truck with Peggy and Bobby. He, he gets out immediately. Where is he? He's still up in the tower. And the cop says, who? He goes, the sniper. He goes, uh, he's not a sniper. He's my friend. Dale wouldn't shoot anybody. And then Bill, <laughs> Bill being ever, uh, so helpful says, uh, but he is the president of the gun club. He goes, well, yeah, he is the president, yeah, but I didn't only vote for him. He goes, but only because he owns so many guns. <laughs> he yeah. owns the most guns. He owns the most guns. The cop walks off. It's not a good thing to tell a cop. Yeah. And then here comes shitty Peggy again. 
she goes, she tells Hank as he walks by, she goes, yeah, it's all a big joke, isn't it, until somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Damn it, Peggy, you're the one that made the photos. I mean, you're the yeah, one that did. contributed to all this shit. She was shit. actually, I don't, I, uh, that was what Bobby Wasabi had said earlier. He said he didn't oh. understand why she didn't pursue a career in Photoshop. She's an asshole, that's why. Yeah, she's an asshole. Uh, so... Uh, we hear the cops over the megaphone now, or the PA, or whatever you want to call it. He goes, Mr. Gribble, we have the tower surrounded. Put down your gun. Uh, he looks down at all the cops with the guns pointed at him. Uh, he, he goes, it's just a wand. And then he mistakenly lights the bug spray on fire with his cigarette. Uh, he freaks out. Uh, he throws the whole backpack that's now engulfed in flames down on the ground, and so the cops think he's throwing fireballs at them or whatever. Yeah, I it guess. was crazy, like a big explosion. Like yeah. Donkey Kong or something, I don't know. Uh, and then Bill doesn't help. He's down on the bottom. He goes, that's right, Dale, show him who's boss. Show him who's what boss, the hell? Yeah. And then there's these three guys that we've never seen. Uh, they are hiding behind a truck, and they say, one of the guys says, the police aren't trained for this. Let's go, gun club. So we we already understand that all three of these guys are from the gun club. Yeah. Uh, the crowd is really scattering now. Uh, Peggy, of course, is behind a park bench taking pictures with her fun saver. Uh, I don't know when these fun savers get full, yeah, but sure, she yeah. takes a lot of damn pictures. Uh, the guy says, let's go, gun club. And the other one says, but Dale's our president. He goes, I didn't vote for him. Uh, Dale now is shouting down from the tower uh, in his best crazy man voice, I have a hostage, a Rusty Shackleford. And then he goes into Rusty's voice and goes, give him what he wants. I am safe. I'm (laughs) confirmed to be safe, guys. (laughs) There's a cop up there looking at the binoculars, and he goes, I can't see the hostage. Hank says, there's no hostage. Rusty Shackleford is a fake name he uses to order pizza with. Uh, he, uh, He rides up on Dale's mower, and he goes, look, here's the mower. Cop moves uh, uh, moves Hank over to the cruiser, and he goes, this way, sir. Uh, Hank says, just tell him you've got the mower, that it's safe. Uh, the cop then over the thing says, uh, we have your mower. He uh, uh, Dale then says, I know that, Fidelio. Hank, was I was right. These Cubans have my mower. Watch out. Uh, and then uh, Hank says, oh, this is all my fault uh, to the cops. He screams at Dale, Dale, come down here before somebody gets hurt. Uh, And then Dale says, too late. I killed Rusty Shackleford. Yeah. Killed his alter ego. The cops all gasp, and they start pumping the guns. Dale sees that. He goes, no, 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 correction. Shackleford wants a pizza. Yeah. (laughs) One of the cops says, what the hell is going on up there? And then Dale again, and I want my mower back with enough gas to get to Canada. What the? <laughs> what the? Why, like, to, why not how Mexico? How long would it take him to get to Canada? Well, that's what on I'm saying. Why not Mexico? Uh, and then the cops go, "What does the book say?" He goes, "I don't know. Uh, maybe tear gas." <laughs> These guys—they're just working out yeah. of a, out of a handbook. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the policing from the handbook. Yeah, Dale says uh, an apology. I want the CIA to sell off its fantastic Sam's hairstyle and subsidiary. <laughs> what? Yeah, so he's just he's the CIA gibberish, is running yeah. fantastic Sam's. Uh, he, uh, he's, uh, they shoot a gas canister up at him. That thing starts going off. He sniffs it and he goes, ah, is that all you got? I use stronger than this to kill squirrels. Cops look back at the manual. Uh, boom. then comes over and he gets on the PA and he goes, Hey, yo, Dale, man, come on, man. What are you doing up there, man? I'll come crazy, man. Come on down, man. Uh, and then, uh, he hands the PA back to the cop uh the uh dale up in the tower goes boom hour if i ever heard one anyone reading a script that was it 
really? Because Boomhauer's like, man, dang old crazy, man. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like you're reading from a script. Right. And then we later in understand what he's saying anyway. Right. As the sun is starting to go down, it's getting later in the day. We see the cops putting on body armor and getting a, a like a serious gun out to go after him. Hank sees this and he goes, hey, wait, wait, wait. No, let me go up there. He'll listen to me. And Bill says, well, gee, Hank, uh, I think you'd be the last person that Dale would want to kill them. Or you'd be the one that kill, Dale would want to kill the most. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy says, Hank, I love Dale, too. But the Dale we knew no longer exists. Now there's just a bloodthirsty mad dog out to kill, kill, kill. Kill, <laughs> okay, kill, kill. Peggy. Hank says, oh, officer, please let me go. The cop in the body armor says, all right, if he starts freaking out, just duck and we'll shoot him in the head. Hank says, don't shoot him in the head. The guy says, oh, book says head. So <laughs> they have to shoot him in the head. Um, <clears throat> these are some crazy-ass cops, by the way. No, that, definitely some nuts Just letting cops. a guy go up there. Yeah. Well, well you got to remember, uh, this is pre-defunding yeah, of that's Austin true. Police Department. So. That's true. So uh, Hank starts to, uh, uh, he is uh, going up the stairs, going into the tower. Uh, he gets up there and he says, hey, hey, Dale, Dale it's Hank Hill, your friend. Uh, our third grade teacher was Mr. St. George. Uh, and he I goes, like how they're trying to appeal to his, uh, yeah. you know, all, bringing up all the, uh, hey, you remember this memory, this yep. memory, come on down. Everybody. Don't do it. Everybody on the ground is super nervous at it's this point. It's almost like they're talking him down off of the, the, the ledge for suicide oh, or yeah. something. Dale is so nervous up there. You see him just smoking like crazy. All the cigarettes over, 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 over. Uh, all the cops down there have guns trained on the tower. Uh, he gets up there and he goes, oh, I knew it. There's no gun. You can all go home now. Drive safely. Like, cops are just going to disperse. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, there isn't a whole issue with yeah. uh, a canister he threw at him. I mean, there's a, there, there's the some charges, I'm sure, that are going to come out of it. Cops on the ground. Maybe uh, some 72-hour psych holds or oh, something. At there, least. There's, there's something coming from it, yeah. Cops on the ground on the PA. is like, uh, This is TV. Yeah, that's true. We're not quite done here. Uh, why don't you bring Mr. Sniper down and we'll talk this. Mr. Sniper. <laughs> why don't you bring Mr. Sniper down and we'll talk bring this over. Down. Dale says, no, that's their plan. One shot on the way down eliminates the gribble problem. Then the Cuban robot soldiers have only Steve Wynn standing in their way. And them in Wichita. I, I don't know what he's saying about Wichita. Uh, I do know Steve Wynn is a guy who owns a casino in Vegas. So I'm not real sure what the connection is there. But obviously, there's some sort of uh, theory out there that ties Steve Wynn and Wichita to uh, the Cubans. Um, Hank says, Dale, there are no robots and no Cubans. Dale says, uh, if there are no Cubans, how do you account for Desi Arnaz? Do you know who Desi Arnaz is? Desi Arnaz is the husband of Lucy. Lucy. Lucille Ball. Ball. Yeah. Were they I actually really married? And he was yeah. Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was Cuban, actually. Uh, they were in a movie called The Long, Long Trailer. Uh, which was made, I believe, before I Love Lucy started. That was kind of their introduction to film and yeah. media. And then that turned into I Love Lucy. Uh, the Long Long Trailer is also referenced by They Might Be Giants, one of my all-time favorite groups, uh, in one of their songs. So I just had to bring that up because if I don't get knowledge out of my head, my head explodes. So uh, he says, well, how do you account for Desi Arnaz? Hank says, oh, okay, well, there are Cubans, but they had nothing to do with this. Yeah. He goes, all right, you want to know what happened? You got your mower. You were sort of acting like a jerk, and, well, I'm not proud of what I did. But And then you hear the, the sergeant come over the radio that they've given Hank, and he goes, Mr. Hill, move six inches to your left to clear a path for the you-know-what into Mr. Gribble's head. <laughs> the you-know-what. <laughs> the you-know-what. 
He goes, no, no, no. Listen, Dale, we're the ones who took your mower. Bill, Boomhauer, and me, your friends. It was my idea. Uh, and Dale, it starts to sink in. He goes, uh, what are you saying? And then you hear the sergeant again, Mr. Hill, you dropped something. Don't you want to bend down? <laughs> they're still trying to just shoot the damn man in his head. Oh, yeah, they're trying to kill him. Hank says, cut it out, please, Dale. Come on, come down before you get yourself killed. He says, I don't believe you. The only possible scenarios are Castro's escape sub or you you, or you or Castro's escape took, sub. I think that's and, a good joke. And you would never betray me. Uh, and Hank's just like, we took it, Dale. You, you wrote your name under the seat, called yourself a colonel. It was just a joke. He goes, Hank, jokes start with knock-knock, or what do you get when you cross a... You know, you used to be on my list of trustables, and it was a very short list. I wasn't even on the list. He drops to the floor. He's all depressed, obviously. He's still wearing his, his bug jumpsuit. He goes, but now I just don't know. I guess you're not my friend. Hank says, Dale, if I could do it again, I'd... Wait, what the heck is this? I am too your friend. I'm as good a friend as a weirdo like you is ever going to have. Yeah. Now, now, come on. We're running out of time. Do you trust me or not? Dale finally gets up, and they're going to go back down to the ground. They're going to end all this. Dale says, attention, men in police suits. I have decided to trust your patsy, uh, my, my good friend, Hank Hill. Uh, Peggy, you see her on the ground. Everything is so tense down there. She pushes Bobby back, gets in the way of that. Uh, you see an itchy trigger finger from one of the cops. He's just kind of, and one of the other cops goes, Oh, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Yeah. He shouts, Dale shouts, I'm coming down. If you're going to shoot me, I want Bobby Hill to take the shot because Bobby will put me down clean. Which is a reference <laughs> to Bobby Hill's ability to shoot guns. Not only, yeah, it is. And then Bobby is over there like trying to take the, the rifle take the away rifle from the, cop. the cop's hand. He, he actually goes, goes to grab the rifle <coughs> out of the cop's hand. I love yeah. zero hesitation from Bobby either. Right. That's what I was going to say. He no, goes, zero. He just Bobby's like cold. naturally just leans over it, to grab the gun. He goes, out of if his you're going to shoot me, I want Bobby Hill to take the shot. Bobby goes, okay. And he's just, <laughs> that's it. He's okay. Just, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so he tries to go. Uh, Hank says, stay calm. They're coming down out of the out of the uh, tower. He goes, listen, Dale, if they were going to shoot you, they'd have done it already. He goes, uh, they want me to wet my pants for fear, but they're too late. So he's already wet his pants, I guess. Yeah. Uh, cops are all trained on the tower on him. They are ready to shoot him in the head. Uh, when they're coming down, Hank looks across the street and sees a sniper on the roof. He goes, who's that? Uh, and Dale goes, Vigilante! Vigilante. Yeah. He goes, Hank, there he is, up on the roof. Hank, no, no, no! And then you hear a bullet shot. <laughs> Hank jumps in front of Dale in slow motion and takes a bullet. Takes a bullet for him. Takes a bullet for Dale. It's crazy. He is definitely paid back for taking his I let everybody know a bulletproof vest will not stop. Sure. A police. Uh, well, it won't a, a, stop a, a, a hollow point or anything like that. Well, yeah. well, from the from from the rifle that the cop probably has and he's yes. shooting from the caliber yes. that it is, it would pierce straight through. A well, body not only armor. the caliber, but the 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 uh, velocity, the of velocity, the yeah. and the, the the distance and all that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, he's, but he's lucky it's not a police round. That's true. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, yeah, it's the guys cartoon, from the gun club. Yeah, yeah. Also, life. also note, kids. Um, even if you are wearing your bulletproof vest, a bullet is still. Bullet still you, a bullet. bullet hitting you in the yeah. chest. It will, it will still break hurt. your ribs. Yes. It will hurt you bad. You just won't die. You just probably won't die. So he he immediately uh, Hank goes down in a clump and and into Dale's lap and he goes, oh don't die oh God you're dying. I love this part right here. And I'll never so forget funny. you, Hank. I'll bury you in my backyard. <laughs> I'll dedicate my life to propane <laughs> and don't you worry about Peggy. I'll keep Bill away from her. <laughs> 
Hank starts to rouse. He starts to come back, and he goes, I'm fine, Dale, but if you're serious about the propane, I got some pamphlets. He goes, you're fine. You're wearing a bulletproof vest. You thought I was going to shoot you. He goes, well, that or simply spray me with poisonous chemicals. I thought you'd kill yourself right after. He says, you know, I would have too. (laughs) That's the way it ends. So as far as charges go, I think you've got some coming for Dale. You've also got some coming for that damn sniper. Oh, the you yeah, might have the, some coming for Bobby. Shooters. The gun club shooter, uh, yeah, they should they should go to jail. Well, I'm saying for you, a long you, time. you might have one coming for Bobby where he's trying to grab the the rifle out of this guy's hands. I mean, it's 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 a cluster f if you ever ask me. While the credits are going, we hear, "Can you mow your lawn in a hurricane?" Nope, didn't think so. <laughs> And that is it. That's a great one. That is the end of episode 20, season three, episode 20, Dogdale Afternoon. You want to tell people where they can find us if they want more of this nonsense? If you guys want more of this pure, unadulterated nonsense, you could go to B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H on all social media platforms. Uh, Again, I apologize to everybody on Twitter, but again, I apologize to y'all in a grander sense. Uh, I have been super uh, lazy with our social media accounts, and uh, I'm going to remedy that, and I'm going to start hopefully producing more content for you guys and stuff and uh, just getting better about updating you on when the next show's coming, what show's coming, that kind of stuff. I've been uh, been a little uh, lackadaisical with it, and I know I, I need to step that up a little bit because uh, it reflects. Uh, so, again, thank you for everybody that continues to listen to us. You can find us on Linktree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. There will be more lives coming for you guys. Uh, we've been live for uh, a couple hours now on you know Twitter, Instagram. We, we kind of bounced around till we found one that worked. Uh, Twitter was giving me issues, so we was on Instagram most of the day. But keep an eye out for those things because I have a new phone, which was kind of stopping me from being able to do it before. New I have phone. a new phone, so I'm able to. I'm going to be able to do. Uh, I'm going to be able to do lives. My content, I'll be able to make you know more content and stuff like that too. Uh, having this new phone, uh, we'll see what see what I come up with or what we can do. If you guys have any ideas for the social media, please, please uh, let us know uh, what you want to see and what kind of content that I can create for you guys that you guys would appreciate and uh, want to see. So, yeah, absolutely. And and I just want to take a chance to to tell everybody thank you. Um, it, yeah, this for is sure. it's crazy. This has been a crazy ride, and we we really do appreciate all of our listeners. Um, and and any of you guys that interact with us so uh also yes. we make a ton of other podcasts one of them being producer mason's bibliophobia all about books uh his first episode is out actually when this comes out i would imagine your second episode is out um what is the second episode mason i know the first one was stephen king's the mist uh, uh the second one we read a couple stephen king short stories very nice very nice uh he's got some guests and and things like that uh on great show uh it would encourage you to go to roguemedianetwork.com and listen to it uh he's got some great stuff and we've got some other great shows there as well yeah he does he's got there's some there's a lot of great content uh i've been listening to the waco history podcast here as of late uh yep. with all the new updates about the crossroads well uh, we are at the end, and I, again, just thank you to everybody who's here and everybody who will be with us next time, and we will see you again on a That Ain't Right Friday. That Ain't Right. Bye, guys. When it's on you. When it's on you.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.